Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right, guys. Welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. And I am your host, John Hollywood. And we are going to be talking about Donald Trump and his personal attorney tonight. Is there a possibility Donald Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, will be indicted? Is there a possibility of that? Well, we're going to talk about it. Also, Turkey. There is a ceasefire that's been issued, which the president said he would never do, of Turkey. But glad that he did that because it stopped the slaughtering of thousands that Donald Trump created. So that's just a few things we're going to talk about on the show tonight. Plus, we're going to have our Best in Justice uh, team join us. And this is All You Need to Know Radio, and it starts right now. Everyone went home, but the stars are still out, and you're so damn hot. Be my 
All right, so let's try this now. Yes, there we go. We have liftoff. <laughs> all right, guys, this is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. And Donald Trump, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to say this over the radio. Donald Trump is actually in my city tonight. So the devil himself is here. Do we want to even acknowledge the fact that Donald Trump is actually in Dallas, Texas? Actually, he's in Arlington, Texas. That's AT&T Stadium. I wonder how many people they paid to actually show up at that place. So, guys, this is All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. We are heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. We also have our co-host, Copperhead, which I don't see him on. I guess I'm going to put him on this way. Hey, Copperhead, say hello to everybody. I can't hear you. <laughs> All right, so I have p- turned your headphones Sorry, on. Yeah, there you go. Say hi to everybody, buddy. Hi to everybody, buddy. Okay, I don't, what, what happened with you? We'll deal with it on commercial break. All right, guys, so this is All You Need to Know Radio, and tonight, will Donald Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, be indicted? Is it a possibility? The answer is a resounding Absolutely. yes. <laughs> there is a very strong possibility. Maybe Absolutely. Donald Trump is not in trouble because of the stupid, uh, what I call, unconstitutional DOJ where a sitting president cannot be indicted. I know that that is not constitutional based on the fact that that means he could kill somebody. And under that rule, they really couldn't charge him or anything. I just don't think that's what the founding fathers said. Correct me. Hasn't he already joked about doing that in the past about going out in the middle of Times Square and shooting somebody? Absolutely. He has joked about it, and he did it at at rallies, saying, I could literally shoot someone in Times Square, and I'd get away with it. That's how popular I am. Now, what's terrifying about some of that is you and I have talked about this kind of off mic, but comedians say some of the best truths in the world. Think about any roast that you've ever heard or any time that you've acknowledged something. They give a resounding information in the form of a joke, and then it's wit, it's humor, it's, it's knowledge. But when somebody uses humor like that, are they telling the truth still? I would say that they probably are telling the truth. Can you not hear me? I mean, clearly he hasn't he hasn't killed anyone, but nevertheless, joking about it makes me well, wonder if he really – Well, that's actually not true. That's not true. What he did with Turkey, what you're going to talk about, thousands of people were murdered because of what he did. Absolutely, but not in the middle of Times Square with a knife. Well, no, that's true. And he wasn't going to be a knife. It was going to be a shot. It was going to be a gun. <laughs> or just his, or his general appearance, like most of Dallas is dealing with today. I know. Golly. I mean, I was like, what feels weird today? That's what it is. Donald Trump is here. I mean, oh, everything was the full moon was last weekend. So there's that. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. So this everybody. is what's going on with Rudy Giuliani. This is All You Need to Know Radio, and we are sponsored tonight by the law firm of Warwich and Nunn. Warwich and Nunn. Guys, if you need any legal help, you need to give these guys a call at 972-863-9592. My, my microphone's in a different place. All right, guys, so here we go. This is the arrest 
I mean, how stupid are these people that they actually meet with Rudy Giuliani? Apparently, Donald Trump doesn't know everything going on in his Justice Department because they were monitoring Rudy, and I think they had everything under wiretaps. But here we go, hear about the two stupid people that were arrested trying to leave the country with round-trip tickets. So a developing headline tonight involving the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Two men helping Giuliani investigate Joe Biden in Ukraine. They're now under arrest tonight. The two men taken into custody at the airport with one-way tickets out of the U.S. just hours after having lunch with Giuliani at the Trump Hotel. Tonight, what they're charged with and their photographs with President Trump and his son and the president pressed on this late today, asked if Giuliani could be indicted next. Here's our chief justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas, now. The two American businessmen who helped the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, investigate Joe Biden in Ukraine were scheduled to appear before Congress today and tomorrow. Instead, Lev Parnas, who was born in Ukraine, and Igor Fruman, who was born in Belarus, were arrested overnight by the FBI at Dulles International Airport outside of Washington. They were about to board an international flight with one-way tickets. The Wall Street Journal reports that just hours earlier, they dined with Giuliani at the Trump Hotel. The men now charged with illegally funneling campaign contributions, including some from Russia, to a PAC supporting President Trump and other candidates as well. Federal prosecutors say they were doing it to buy potential influence. Photographs show them smiling with the president at the White House at a table with his son, Don Jr. According to prosecutors, they were also hoping to force out the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch. They sought political influence not only to advance their own financial interests, but to advance the political interests of at least one foreign official, a Ukrainian government official who sought the dismissal of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. The other person who allegedly wanted Ambassador Yovanovitch out Rudy Giuliani, who was frustrated she was blocking his efforts to get Ukraine to investigate Biden. Yovanovitch was removed from her post, and Giuliani acknowledges he played a role. Her name later came up in President Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian president. Trump calling Yovanovitch bad news, adding cryptically, she's going to go through some things. Late today, the president saying he may have posed for pictures with the two men who were indicted, but that he does not know them. Maybe they were clients of Rudy. You'd have to ask Rudy. I just don't know. Well, I hope not. Let's get to Pierre Thomas with us live on this developing story in Washington. And Pierre, the former American ambassador you spoke of there, the ambassador to Ukraine, uh, she's expected to testify before Congress tomorrow. But, of course, the big question uh, this evening is will she actually be allowed to show up by the State Department? David Marie. Well, guys, I'm going to answer that because... ABC News, thank you, ABC News, for that reporting. Uh, She did actually show up, and when she showed up, she answered some really incredible questions that the Trump administration and the White House were very angry and discouraged in the fact that she did show up and testify and really gave a lot of dirt on Donald Trump and really just pointed the finger right at him as why she was basically fired from her job for no reason. It was just ridiculous. Donald Trump just doesn't seem to understand that this is not, he's not a dictator and he's not a king. He's so far from it. He is a president 
that was actually hired by the American people. He works for all the taxpayers. So if you think about it, he actually works for you. So if you pay taxes, then Donald Trump is your bitch. <laughs> no, Donald Trump is your employee, basically, in the president's office, and he has to adhere to basic laws like everybody else. He's not above the law, but he seems to think he is. But the thing is, is that Donald Trump is losing it big time. I mean, he has had so many meltdowns this week. I can't even count them all. We are going to play one that was with Speaker Pelosi, and I'm sure you've heard about it because it's been front page news everywhere. But Speaker Pelosi comes out and explains kind of what's going on, and she basically called Donald Trump on the carpet, and he basically got very disrespectful and rude which I'm beginning to think his parents did not teach him any common sense, just specific common sense and courtesy and respect for others. I don't think his parents taught him that, but here's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, speaking right now at the White House following a meeting between President Trump and congressional leaders. Let's listen in. Taken ...in Syria. It calls upon the president to urge the, uh, uh, the Turks to exercise restraint, for us to have humanitarian assistance to the... Some of the Kurds children are being killed there. And very, very importantly, and most importantly, it asks for a clear plan on how we're going to fight ISIS. I think that vote, besides the vote, more than two to one of the Republicans voted to oppose what the president did, probably got to the president uh, because he was shaken up by it. And that's why uh, we couldn't continue in the meeting because he was just not relating to the reality of it. Uh, again, we are proud of our men and women in uniform. Those who have been in Syria have conducted themselves in a way that makes us all very proud, and I conveyed that to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Uh, we had some questions about ISIS, and I'm going to defer uh, to distinguished uh, leader from New York, well, from the Senate from New York, who focused on ISIS in the meeting. Mr. Lee. Yeah, thank you, uh, Speaker, and thank you, Leader Hoyer. Um, I told the President that being from New York, as he was, we're particularly aware of the problems, the terrorism, that an organization like ISIS can create. And the fact that someone no less than General Mattis has said that ISIS has been enhanced that the danger of ISIS is so much greater worries all of us. I asked the President what his plan was to contain ISIS. He didn't really have one. He said the Turks and the Syrians will guard the ISIS prisoners. I said, is there any intelligence evidence that the Turks and the Syrians will have the same interest that the Kurds or we did in guarding ISIS? And the Secretary of Defense was, uh, thank God he was honest, he said, we don't have that evidence. And so I said, then how can we think that this is a plan when there are Syrians and Turks who are not our friends, who ISIS, if they escape, does them very little harm, how can we let this happen? They didn't have any good answers. This is appalling. The president had no plan, no real plan for containing ISIS other than relying on the Syrians and the Turks. Then why did we spend a decade 
billions of dollars and lost lives in trying to curtail ISIS if on a phone call, on a whim, the president is going to undo all of that and turn this over to the Turks and the Syrians. I would also say one other thing. He was insulting, particularly to the speaker. She kept her cool completely. But he called her a third-rate politician. He said that the, there are communists involved and you guys might like that. I mean, this was not a dialogue. It was sort of a diatribe, a nasty diatribe, not focused on the facts, particularly the fact of how to curtail ISIS, a terrorist organization that aims to hurt the United States in our homeland. Okay, everybody. So this is John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio, and that was Speaker Pelosi. And, oh, my gosh, I forgot the other guy's name. He's the leader of the House. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'm going to bring somebody on here That's going to be able to help me Because I've totally gone mind blank Copperhead are you there? I am here Do you remember who that guy is? Because I totally have forgotten who it was uh, Chuck, Schumer. Chuck Schumer I went blank for a second too There we go, no problem Okay, so uh, I, want, it was I just... also want to point out That they, he was talking right there About how he's undoing everything that we have put forth to protecting ourselves from ISIS. This is not uh, unlike Trump to undo everything that we have, as a nation, have progressed from. We have, since 9-11, have been boggled in a lot of different bargains. I mean, Bush put us through a couple of different wars in Iraq and Afghanistan for oil when we should have been focusing on ISIS the whole time. This that we've been doing now for the last decade over there to curb the financial institutions and the resources that ISIS has, those are the people who actually bombed our towers. Those are the people who were actually should be chased after. Those are the people who should be minimized for not their beliefs, but for their fact that they feel like they should kill Americans for it. Yes, sir. That is correct. Okay, guys. So you're going to talk about the Turkey situation a little bit more in the show a little bit later. Guys, if you're just joining us, this is All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, and right now and we're going to bring on the, and there, here's Copperhead. Right now we're going to bring on the line uh, the two amazing rock stars in the courtroom, the law firm of Warwick and Nunn, 972-863-9592. We have, we have really got to get that number over here by my board so I can see it. Guys, are you on here, Almost and Hunter? John, this is Almost Warren. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. Almost, can you do me a favor and give our audience your damn telephone number? Because I can't see it across the room. Absolutely. Uh, my law firm can be reached at 972-863-9592. We pursue civil claims. We do real estate and business formations. And if you are sued or need to sue someone over money or property in the North Texas area, we can help you. And, and the bigger thing here is, guys, and they, they take no prisoners in the easy. courtroom, guys. Make it easy for you to understand what's going on in their lawsuits, too. So yeah. they don't leave you uninformed and do stuff without you. They they take you along for every little bit. All right, guys. So let's try not to talk over each other tonight. So I'm going to shut microphones off, and when I'm ready to come to you, I'm going to come to you. That way we won't talk over each other. Hunter, say hello to our audience in the United States and around the world. Hello, John Hollywood. Hello, audience in the United States, and hello, audience around the world. 
And I understand you're calling us from another state. You're not in Dallas? That is correct. You must have known Donald Trump was coming. (laughs) Coincidence or not? I've just been feeling kind of weird all day, and I couldn't understand why. And I was like, okay, it's because Donald Trump is here. You know, and it's just, oh, throw up in my mouth. I can't even believe I have to say it. All right, guys. So we're going to talk about this right now, and that is, will is there a possibility that Donald Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, could actually be filed criminal charges and be indicted? And we'll let almost go first. Sure. Thank you, John. Um, I think that Rudy Giuliani should be indicted and is likely to be indicted within the next month, possibly as soon as next week. Um, he uh, was clearly the, – the testimony of uh, Gordon Snondland and uh, Miss Fiona, who you, which you referenced in the top of the piece, as well as his just public statements on television and things like that make pretty clear that he was engaged in a shadow diplomacy campaign um, on behalf of Donald Trump, and um, he's almost certainly involved in the uh, campaign finance scheme that uh, led to the arrests of several people this week. Um, I would be shocked if he was not indicted before Christmas. I think the Department of Justice has been monitoring him. I'm thinking wiretaps, maybe. This seems like a really big deal. I think it's the Southern District of New York, actually, not the Federal Department of Justice. Yes, it is. He used to be the lead U.S. attorney at that office. How embarrassing. You, mm-hmm. The people who actually arrest you are the people that you used to work with. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> wow. Now, how would they do that? Would they just show up and arrest him? Because, he, you know, actually he is a – he's just an average citizen that has powers based on the, what the president doesn't really have. So I guess they yes. would just so file and arrest not, him? He would not be subject to um, some sort of claim of privilege, but we've seen that um, you know the Trump administration tries to claim privilege for things that are not – obviously not privileged. Um, under law, they try to kind of just make it up. Um, I, I do think that similar to um, Lev Parnas and Igor Furman, um, should intelligence and um, individuals in the SDNY's investigatory arms um, find that Rudy Giuliani is leaving the country and is, you know, has a one-way international ticket. I wouldn't be surprised if they arrested him. Um, I think it's more likely that he would be indicted by a grand jury and um, he turned himself in. Uh, you know, these types of crimes, you know, he would probably make bail of some kind. Um, it's not like he would be um, summarily locked up prior to a trial. So, well, and just um, think about think about why they arrested these guys under campaign finance charges. That's mm-hmm. like weak charge, but they were leaving the country, and that was the big deal, I think. Yeah, and I I mean, I want to actually briefly and with respect push back a little bit. Um, The charge was that there was a massive scheme 
basically to take money from the Russians. Everything leads back to the Russian government with this organization, with this administration. You know, they were taking money from the Russian government, and they were funneling it through LLCs, so they were disguising the true ownership, and they were um, donating it to the Trump super PAC. Um, but weren't they originally just arrested for campaign campaign finance? And that then is I think a they campaign finance like, violation. That, right, exactly. that, it's, it's, it's a horrible campaign finance violation. That's my point. I mean, exactly. yes, it's quote unquote just campaign finance, but it's it's essentially treason. They're taking money from Russian businessmen to support the election of the president of the United States. Wow, did you just use the word the T word? Treason? Yeah, wow. well, treason is an interesting word, and you know the the um, crime of treason requires us to be formally at war with an enemy. But the United States hasn't formally declared war since 1945. I think a reasonable political observer could look at what happened with Russia in 2016 and both before and after that and conclude that they are, in fact, engaged in cyber war with the United States, whether or not the Republican Party likes it. And so, you know, taking money from the enemy and using it in a local – excuse me, in, a, uh, in the national election is – it's close to treason, even though it probably doesn't meet the formal legal definition. I like it, though. Guys, let's bring everybody up to date. So the ongoing criminal investigation will include scrutiny on any business dealings of Giuliani that he may have had with the two men. The person familiar with the matter said the investigation – real quick, let's go ahead and let – Hunter, jump on here because I want to make sure he gets to say his say. Go ahead, Hunter. Sure. So I, I generally agree with Almos, and um, I, I think the more information that comes out, the, the clearer it appears that, unfortunately, Rudy Giuliani was actively involved in criminal offenses or, or at least as an accessory or an accomplice to them. You know, it, it, it's really unfortunate in a lot of ways, you know, the least of which at this point may be that, you know, after 9-11, I, I think a lot of people, especially if you weren't from New York, you know, if you were from Texas like I was, you would look at Rudy Giuliani and say, you know, that man was really the face of 9-11 for New York, who, who really stepped up in a really bad time. But um, – I think the information that's coming to light clearly implicates him in some criminal misdeeds. And, you know, we've talked about this several times that um, as the situation continues to unfold with what the administration has done, there are a lot of things that, as a lawyer watching this, really, really frustrate me. And uh, one of them, now that, uh, that the extent of Rudy Giuliani's involvement is starting to come out, you know, what concerns me is that this may be a lawyer who is actively involved in trying to arrange or facilitate criminal conduct. The problem with that is, as a lawyer, you cannot – not only can you not advise your client to actively engage in criminal activity, you can't help facilitate that. And, um, you know, I, I think it's very reasonable at this point to have some concerns that that's what happened. 
And uh, that really bothers me. Well, I think the New York Bar Association is actually looking at disbarring him right now. Amos and I talked about that last week, and I've heard rumors that that is actually about to happen. Well, and and they should be looking at him, frankly. Uh, I I think the the evidence that's coming out, you know, appears to be overwhelming. And you look at it and say, okay, well, what do you have here? <laughs> and, and I think the answer is becoming pretty obvious. And, and yes, the bar should look at it. And, and, and I'll say this, John, I, I, I hate to, I hate to suggest that another lawyer has done something that may be unprofessional or may be unethical. Unfortunately, in our profession, that does happen. And uh, also, unfortunately, it appears that. That's what Mr. Giuliani has decided to do for whatever reason. Well, and the thing the thing is is that Rudy Giuliani thinks that he's protected by the president, and I really think uh, let's just have you heard what Donald Trump said about him? I think he said something. I've about, heard some of it. Yeah, so let's see what real quick. Let's roll fast. What conversations have you had with Lev Parnas and Igor? I don't know those gentlemen. You're in now, it's possible him. I have a picture with them because I have a picture with everybody. I have a picture with everybody here. But uh, somebody said there may be a picture or something where, at a fundraiser or somewhere. Uh, so, But I have pictures with everybody. Have you talked I have, with them? I don't know if there's anybody I don't have pictures with. I don't know them. Uh, I don't know about them. I don't know what they do. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they were clients of Rudy. You'd have to ask Rudy. I just don't know. So, and he went on to say that is they asked, is Rudy still your attorney? And he said, Rudy is a great attorney, and he's been my attorney in the past. So those are the little grenades that Donald Trump throws out into the media before he throws you under the providial bus. <laughs> so, guys, how do you all see this coming down? And, Hunter, this is your uh, closing argument, but almost you're going to stay with us, right? Yes, sir. All right, Hunter, you have the floor. John, we, we've talked about the technical parts of this, as I understand them right now, and I just want to keep it short and simple that the way I feel about this right now is it's bad. It's really bad, and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, and um, it's going to take some time to sort this out. I think that's starting to come to a head to some extent, but, you know, it's it's bad. And and I can understand how – and I know you personally, and I know you do not like to criticize someone in your same profession. So I know that takes a lot out of your heart and soul because you so believe in the law and everything, and also with Amos. So I have mm-hmm. a lot of respect for you, Hunter, that you're able to say that and be that, that straightforward and let America and everybody know what this guy's doing is wrong. It is. So thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you coming on the show this week. Our best in justice team, that is Hunter Nunn. And Hunter, we'll be talking later on. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, almost. Have a good evening. You too, sir. Thank you very much. So almost, and we've got Copperhead on the phone with us, I believe. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make sure that he is with us. Copperhead, can you tell me if you're with us? 
Okay, and I still can't hear him. I don't know what is going on. So we're just going to go back to this. But uh, almost we're going to go back to you and let yes, uh, you go ahead and address this like Hunter just did. I mean, that's got to be very hard. You guys are very serious attorneys, and this is your mm-hmm. profession that basically Rudy Giuliani, when I think about Rudy Giuliani, how could he have been so stupid? I mean, this well, guy, I, I don't know. I, I have a few things to respond to. First of all, I think what you're saying and what Hunter was saying is correct. It is a shame that um, the conduct of this very well-known lawyer is so unbecoming of the profession that is supposed to um, stand up for ethics and the rule of law, and he clearly is just not acting in an ethical manner consistent with the rule of law. Um, And so it does also hurt my heart. I'm a little bit quicker to criticize than Mr. Nunn. Hunter is um, very circumspect about these types of things. But um, I appreciate that type of cautiousness because it really is a shame to talk about such a prominent attorney really falling from grace. You know, as Hunter said, he was the mayor of New York during 9-11. It's a, a darn shame to see him act in this manner, really acting like a fool. Um, I do have well, another I mean, thing to say about that, TV though. When Go he ahead lies, and say that again. When he, on TV, when he like lies about everything, he'll, he'll be on Chris Como and say he didn't say something he just said five minutes ago. And mm-hmm. it's like one of the most frustrating things because I always looked at him to being an honest person. Right. And I I do have something kind of bigger picture to say about this whole thing, which is that almost every member of Congress, the executive, the Senate, all of the judges, they're all trained attorneys. Not all of them have an active law license because, you know, they let it lapse, but um, almost everybody in the House of Representatives and in the Senate went to law school. Um, So, you know, yes, it's a shame that Rudy Giuliani, acting in his capacity as an attorney, acted in a horrible and unethical manner. But, I mean, Mitch McConnell went to law school, and he's also acting unethically. I don't think that it's necessarily appropriate to single out Rudy for being an unethical attorney when we've got, you know, Republicans in the Senate refusing to convict uh, in an impeachment trial for obvious high crimes and misdemeanors worthy of impeachment. So, you know, it's basically my point here is, yes, it's a shame about Rudy, but I think it's also a darn shame about others. Mick Mulvaney, who is also a trained, I believe, I'm actually not 100% certain because I know he has a background in banking, but I I believe he has um, a law degree, today confirmed that there was a quid pro quo with the Ukraine issue and then an hour and a half later walks it back. I mean, these people are just dishonest, and it's to do with self-preservation. It's to do with money and power, um, and it doesn't have a whole lot to do with legal ethics, the truth, and justice. Is Nick Mulvaney the chief of staff, and he has five other jobs acting, not actually acting any chief of staff? Um, and I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I do think he has a couple of other portfolios, but well, today he was the um, press secretary. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes what these people are and aren't doing, but um, recent news reporting seems to indicate that he was neck deep in this Ukraine conspiracy and is likely impeachable and potentially indictable on that basis alone. And that's not to mention some of the other really questionable things he's done while in this administration. But vis-a-vis the Ukraine, and the reason I even brought it up is because he did exactly what Giuliani's been doing. You know, it's it's like 1984. Don't trust your eyes and ears. Trust the party. Well, I was actually pretty shocked when Donald Trump actually at a rally said specifically, don't believe anything you hear on the news or reading the newspaper. Listen to me only. And people did that. And I was like, guys, where's your self-respect? Where's your conscience? I mean, it's really just depressing to me. I've lost so many friends over this guy. And now I'm just over him. I just feel like he's just a big crybaby. And the way he treated Nancy Pelosi yesterday, can we say President Pelosi? Because <laughs> my, uh, Michael Pence has been implicated in the Ukraine call. So I'm mm-hmm. hearing he is possibly going to be impeached also. And, you know, Copperhead brought up the fact that maybe that's the reason Nancy did not want to go so forward with the impeachment stuff, because she already knew that kind of stuff. And she doesn't want to be president, but I have a feeling that it's going to happen. What do you think? I think it's unlikely that we see a President Pelosi. I think it is more likely that we see a President Pence. Um, I believe on last week's radio show, I – predicted that Donald Trump would resign within five to seven months and that we would have a President Pence. And one week later, I don't think that prediction is, is way off. I think there's a still, still a decent chance that that occurs. Um, I think a President Pelosi is a possibility, but it would be for a very short period of time. Um, I think it's more likely that Trump resigns, Pence pardons Trump, Pence gets impeached, and uh, the election occurs before Pence is removed. Um, that's not obviously not a guarantee. I'm playing, um, you know, prognosticator, but I do think that um, the likelihood of a President Pelosi is quite low, and the likelihood of a President Pence is looking more and more likely by the day. Well, and of course, the reason he would want to do that is because he would immediately pardon Trump and everybody in his family. You know that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. But see, if he's implicated on the call in Ukraine, you don't think that he would be impeached. And you know what? No, I, As I, I, I the question is, mouth. would the Senate vote to remove, sir? Because, I mean, okay. I do think he likely – well, actually, you know, I want to be careful about this. Right. I have seen less reporting about Pence um, with regards to Trump. You know, Snodland, Gordon Snodland testified, I believe it was yesterday or two days ago, that Trump personally directed him with regards to the quid pro quo texts that were outed by Ambassador Volcker. So, um, you know, Donald Trump is obviously very personally involved in this maneuver. Mike Pence was roped in to make a phone call or two, and I believe he's been roped in to have a couple of meetings with Ukraine, but I don't have as much information directly linking Mike Pence 
to the um, illegal requests for foreign aid in um, uh, in investigating Trump's political opponents. You know, one of the things that I've said several times, talked about a quid pro quo with regards to um, the Ukraine situation and the aid. Just to be clear for your listeners, it is a campaign finance violation. It is a felony violation of the law to ask a foreign government for help in a political race, a domestic political race, whether or not there is a quid pro quo. A quid pro quo is not required for it to right. be a campaign finance violation. Um, it is still a, quote, unquote, high crime and misdemeanor, whether or not Donald Trump was withholding aid for a particular purpose. It's just asking for that help with the domestic election that makes it a crime. You know, and the thing is, like with the Mueller report, America's mm-hmm. lazy, and they didn't want to read 400-something mm-hmm. pages. I mean, this Ukraine stuff is so sickening and disgusting and so beneath the office of the president that Donald Trump does not – he should not be holding. I mean, he is a reality television star, and how he ever got into the the corporate environment of the president of the United States, I need a drink. (laughs) I mean, every time you think he can't do anything worse, he does, and – there's not even a, a thought of that whether he did this or not. He did it in plain sight. And then yesterday, when him and Nancy got into a fight, they actually he actually admitted that he did it. And she mm-hmm. told him that all roads from you lead to Russia. And that's when mm-hmm. Donald Trump lost his mind. And and Nancy Pelosi was right. You know, something that I I frequently on your radio show complain about the Democratic Party's messaging. The Ukraine scandal is the Russia scandal. Why was Donald Trump withholding $391 million in foreign aid to Ukraine while they're in active war with Russia? I mean, it's because he's doing the bidding of the Russians. It doesn't help American foreign policy at all. To withhold that fund, those funds from Ukraine, you know who it helps? Vladimir Putin. Nancy Pelosi was right, and the fact that Donald Trump is having problems controlling the media narratives is part of the reason why he appears to be melting down, in my opinion. I mean, it's a good opinion. That's why you're on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Not John. only that, it's, it's with facts. And yeah. not with this uh, alternative facts bullshit. I mean, I sit back and I look at this country almost, and it's like I don't recognize this country anymore when I wake up. Do you? There are good people. You mentioned the Donald Trump for the fact that Donald Trump's in Dallas, and he is in Dallas right now, my hometown. My mother, Dinah Warrench, is a wonderful woman, and my mother is a midwife. And, John, you'll get a kick out of this. Right now, my mom is outside of his rally, dressed in a handmaid's tale with a protest sign. You should have and, told us we went out there and did a show with her. Right? And um, my, my point be, and you know, the other day I went to a political event and I spoke to Mark Vesey, the uh, – Democratic congressman who represents me in the United States House of Representatives. And, you know, he 
he's a good man. We don't see eye, perfectly eye to eye on all matters of, you know, minutia of policy and the law, but he's in general a good man and he's my representative. So, you know, there are pockets of hope. Um, Donald Trump will be looked at historically as an aberration, not as this is what America has become. That's my hope. My hope is that the institutions will hold, and he and his cabal of miscreant criminals will be held legally accountable within the next year or two. Even Joe Biden, who I do not support in the Democratic primary, um, do I. stated, I believe, two days ago that if he were elected president, he would not pardon Donald Trump. And that gives me a lot of hope for the country when even the centrist Democrats – recognize that criminal action is appropriate as to these criminals who are currently in the administration. So, I, you know, I'm sad for our country and how far we've fallen in some ways, but I remain hopeful and I hope that our institutions continue to hold and these people can be held accountable for their actions over the long term, even if it doesn't happen tomorrow. Absolutely. And I, what gives me hope almost is you give me hope. Because you remind me that everything is actually working the way it should be working. And that's no a little bit of hope right there. Because Donald Trump has done his best to destroy it all. And I'm trying to figure well, out what his total motivation is because he can only be in office for four I years. I got you. Uh, Copperhead, is that you? Yeah, I'm right Jump here. Come on in. So my, my I'll thing say hello is, to almost. I almost, I almost didn't hear you. Uh, no, I agree with you uh, with with 100 percent of what you're saying. And unfortunately, we live in a time where it corporate greed has taken over the world, where we have all these medical issues, um, the opioid co- uh, crisis, and with drugs and pharmacies taking over the world, kind of thing. But we also the counterpoint of that is we live in a world where reality TV is how you get famous Instagram and Facebook famous are actually supposed to be something like they're not just people who are entertaining. They're like supposed to be Kings and Queens of the world. Well, Donald Trump came from both of those worlds. He screwed enough people out of real estate and then he took it all the way to the presidency where he copied his TV show where he just fires everybody he wants to and runs the show. However he thinks he wants to run it and he's never been checked. So when he gets a, uh, out of office or when they start indicting him, it's going to be a wake-up call for him when he has to spend the next whatever years of his life he has left behind bars and not in the comfort of his gold-plated Trump Towers. Okay, so almost here's your closing argument mm-hmm. and here's your question. Do yes, you think, first of all, that Donald Trump will actually – first of all, you already said no. You think he's going to resign. So you think mm-hmm. that the Senate will probably remove him then? I, it's getting closer. You know, it is getting closer, and you know, I do think that a vote for a, res- a a vote for a removal is unlikely to actually take place. I think you know, Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans are united enough that they will know if they do not have support to stem a removal, and they will tell the White House if twenty plus. Republican senators are going to vote to remove, they will tell the White House and Trump will resign so he can get pardoned. 
Um, the well, and I'm I'm hearing that they have 27 senators that would vote to remove him in private. They're in just not ballot. old enough right. to do it on the floor. Right. See, here's and, my you know, question. Um, you okay? Go ahead. Who is he? Who pardons him? Almost like I mean. Mm-hmm. Who accepts his pardon? Because as far as I'm concerned, the Senate can turn around and say, not only do we ex- ex- not accept your pardon, we're going to head and removing you from office. And as a example, we're putting you in jail. Because to You're me, that's going to the Republican resignation? Party. I'm Effectively, because what we're talking yeah. about is him accepting a deal to step down from being the biggest criminal that we've ever had. And the thing is, mm-hmm. him doing it in broad daylight doesn't lessen the fact that he's done all of these things. And now the fact is that we've gone from putting children in cages to inciting ICE to you know, pack those cages as full as they can to mm-hmm. causing problems with our world dignitaries to putting his kids up to being leaders in um, – Business places. You, you don't, don't have to go to, to the laundry to, list. I get the point. Yeah. My, I mean, my, how, how, how do you excuse him from all of these things and go, oh, it's okay. You can get away with all this. I, I mean, as a, as a person, I would be argument. like, no, I'm not taking go. that. <laughs> the, 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 Real quick, I almost responded that place. Thank you. The answer to your question is unfortunate but true that the very wealthy and leaders of the world frequently are not held responsible for their bad actions. I do think that if a President Pence were to issue a pardon to Donald Trump, that would be only for federal-level crimes and state-level crimes, like the multiple investigations out of the Southern District of New York in Manhattan, could potentially cause him to to spend some time in prison. For things like tax fraud. I think it's unlikely that he spends time in prison for something like treason um, or espionage. I do think there is an an actual real chance that Mr. Donald Trump, post-presidency, spends time in a New York prison. I don't know if that will actually happen, but I think that there's a chance. Have you ever heard of someone losing eight cases in one day in court? Not frequently, John. Yeah, I thought you would find that amusing at the very end. How many times do you hear joining us on the – Real quick, give uh, your telephone number out to everybody one more time because I can't see you across the room. (laughs) Warrant and Nunn is the name of my small law firm. I can be reached at 972-863-9592, and I can help anyone with civil claims such as – Contracts, business, real property claims, uh, personal injury matters, whether plaintiffs rental or defendants, property. rental <laughs> properties, all kinds of things. Basically, if it has to do with money or property, I can probably help with it. Um, Absolutely. And I sincerely uh, appreciate your time tonight, John. 972-863-9592. Thank you so much for your input tonight. It is incredible to hear somebody speak honestly and intelligently. Maybe like we used to have a president. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, remember remember Obama. Thank you. You have a I wonderful do. Miss Obama. him. We do miss him. Let's all take a moment. Hey, real quick, thank you, almost. So, guys, you, almost. Uh, let's take a moment of silence. We're going to stop this. Uh, representative Eli Cummings died last night. He was a civil wow. rights person and. We really need to take a moment of silence as we go to a break, and 
and uh, just remember the incredible man that he was because we have lost a fighter and we have lost someone who tells Donald Trump actually how it is. And so a moment of silence and then we'll be back. This is all you need to know radio. Rest in peace, Mr. Cummings. I think I found my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year? Of course she can. <laughs> hey, want to drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Robin? Things will be tight, but... We can make this work. That's great. Here we go. Now. Wait, Grandpa, what about your dream car? This is my dream now. <laughs> Principal, we can help you plan for that. Hey, everybody. Let's see who this is. It's your favorite radio host, John Hollywood, with All You Need to Know Radio. And I want to take some time out real quick to give a big shout-out to an amazing law firm, Warwickshire Nunn. Guys, if you have any kind of legal problems of any kind, I mean, if you have personal injury, real estate, and um, business problems, transactions, if you need litigation help, uh, par- I don't know about parking tickets, but man, this law firm does everything. If you have been taken advantage of and you think you have nowhere to turn, let me brighten your uh, eyes right now and put a smile on your face. Call 972-863-9592. That is 972- Ask for Hunter or Amos, and it is Warridge and Nunn. That's Warridge and Nunn, and they are a full-service law firm. They are so incredible, guys. One thing is they're trustworthy. The other is they actually will care about your case. And explain it to you where you will be able to understand it. A lot of attorneys I've dealt with in my life, they like to talk over your head. Not these guys. These guys want you to understand you do have a choice. You've got to be the one that makes the right choice. If you're having any problems legally, if you're having aggressive If you're having aggressive problems in your life to where you feel like you just have nowhere to turn, I've got the place you need to turn to. It is the law firm of Warwick and Nunn at 972-863-9592. That's 972-863-9592. Or go to warwicknunn.com. Make sure you tell these guys, Hunter and Almost, that you heard about them on All You Need to Know Radio, your favorite radio show. And, guys, listen, legal problems are just a thing of life. 
There are people out there that will take advantage of you. There are people out there that will make you feel that you have no options. These guys are rock stars. And in the courtroom, they are incredible. And they won't let you get taken advantage of. So, all you need to know radio and John Hollywood recommend Warwards and Nunn. Call him right now if you have any kind of legal problems, any kind of legal questions. 972-863-9592. That's 972-863-9592. Warwards and Nunn, the law firm, you need to know if you have any questions about things that are going on in your law. Miranda Lambert's Fooled Around in Love. <laughs> I love that song so much and just wanted something soothing to come back after this disgraceful conversation we've had to have about this guy that unfortunately is in our city tonight. Be careful on the roads, guys, because the Trump people, it gets dangerous around those people. Like in Minnesota the other night, it took people three hours to get out of that venue, and they were still throwing onions and rocks at their cars. And let me be very clear, as much as I don't like Donald Trump, violence is never the answer, period. And we need to remember that they are entitled to have their worthless opinion. (laughs) I'm, I'm kidding. They're entitled to have their opinion. So we are going to move this on and let Copperhead talk about the incredible catastrophe that is going on in Turkey because, once again, of who? Donald Trump. So here is Copperhead. What's really scary is some of the the most stark kind of conversations I've read about some of this is when you have leaders of our American soldiers – Asking, what do you do when the people that you've been working with, the people you've been fighting with, the people who have died with you for the last five years are looking at their Twitter feed and holding their cell phones out to you going, are you leaving us? Because it's, it's, another, it's, it's not whether or not pulling out of these countries and these, these fights is the right thing or wrong thing to do. But the bigger issue is that it was done too quickly either way. If we had a game plan for exiting these conflicts of handing this over to the European Union or handing it over to uh, allies or building them up uh, strong enough where they can defend themselves. That would be one thing, but we did nothing and we completely short sheeted and yanked the tablecloth out from underneath them. And so we, Trump literally led these countries into being slaughtered and our Kurd allies are now leaning on Russia, which is not really one of our allies on any offensive so being able to hand over the reins of whatever leverage that we had over there in the Middle East, which we have none, and handing it over to Russia is counterproductive at best and politically suicidal as far as I'm concerned 
You're talking about the country who has actively worked to to butcher and sabotage us on every front that they can. Now, the only leverage that we had in the Middle East, we've given up and let them run the control of it all. And it makes me wonder, once again, how come every road leads back to Trump, goes to straight to Russia and Moscow, Mitch? And between the two of them, it, it's really kind of a stark contrast. We're, we don't have a ton of soldiers over there. We don't have them in the thousands. But abandoning our allies there, it only takes a few American soldiers to lead armies and nations over there and train them to be better than what they are. But we're cutting edge when it comes to fighting and the support staff that we have underneath our soldiers, whether it be drones or military might or just weapons at all, is something that they can't afford to lose. And for them to watch as all of their work and all of their uh, – struggle is now jerked out from underneath them it puts us at a risk too that part of their work was to detain criminals that we were that we eyeballed so isis intelligence uh and operatives were in prison we're not sure if they're going to be able to be held there because as this as the forces push through and and through uh ukraine and turkey you now have all these isis prisoners who are now up and up and ready to go and on a sidebar of that because of all this shell game of not knowing who's going where necessarily this gives a chance for some of our uh european counterparts to pawn off kind of their their responsibilities as far as uh, processing war criminals and processing terrorists and that sort of stuff they're just letting them all kind of go back to some of these islamic countries and and countries like china just to be you know have a pig and pony show kind of court case and then be executed on the spot. So whereas that may be what needs to happen to some of them, they also need to have a fair trial and be uh, willing to come out with more information and more sources than we already have available to us. So, Well, and just so you know, we talked about the death toll, and the death toll is at 30 civilians – and as far as uh, military or anything like that, they're just saying the number is really high. I'm looking at three different uh, – I, I'm finding a lot for the, the nationalists there. But just watching it on Wednesday unfold as different newscasters broadcast it, and you're watching uh, fighters literally gun down females and uh, nationalists and anyone who has stood in their way – and saying, watch this, watch this, because I want to be filmed to the news, news journalist is terrifying. I mean, it's that not. That was actually sickening to my stomach to watch that, actually. Definitely. And to be judge, jury, and executioner literally at the end of a bullet is not where anyone wants to be. And to be able to be executed on the spot like that for standing up for something you believe in, I mean, if that happened here, we would have half the nation wiped out every other day. That's very true. I mean, the thing is, is that we just have to remember who we are. And with Donald Trump, he's just trying to do everything he can to distract from his uh, impeachment investigations. And like I said earlier tonight, I don't think that that's going to be so easy to do. I think that, you know, Americans are lazy and they didn't want to read 400 pages. Can you step back from your microphone on your phone, buddy? Because there you go. Um, but I really think that they can draw from square A to square B and see that he actually did use his office for personal well, gain. The, terif- the terrifying thing about with him on this particular case is him publicly admitting it, 
then giving a synopsis of the phone call conversation from his office that says, yes, this is what I did. And then having to try to go back around and say, oh, but that's not what I meant. It's all literally in black and white if you read the one sheet of the phone synopsis or four sheets of the phone synopsis, and it's it's blatant. I'm sorry. You were withholding a million dollars or what was it? Oh, my God. It was almost three quarters of a million dollars. Four hundred million. Four hundred million. I'm sorry. And you got to keep off. in mind. You got to keep in mind. These people needed the this aid because Russia was attacking them. And Absolutely. Donald Trump knew this. So once again, like Nancy Pelosi said, and this is going to be tacked on Donald Trump's tombstone, everything really back to Russia or to Putin with Donald Trump. That's just how it is. And that's the that's the big thing, too, is that it wasn't just about withholding money. It wasn't about withholding weapons. It was doing it while they're in the middle of their last last strings. I mean, they were holding on by fingertips, and what are we doing? We're dragging our feet and wondering if we can get Biden indicted on something. That's not what that office is for. It's not what our political sway was for. And for him not to be able to take care of the people that Congress dictated that we could take care of, that we voted and raised money for and submitted to it, it's not his job to be the linchpin about whether or not these people are saved. It's not That's his right. job whether right. or not if they can save his political career, he'll save their lives kind of thing. That's, you want to hear political careers, what it is. So it's so almost done. It's not even funny. Hey, real quick, Copperhead, I'm going to give you one minute for a closing argument. We're running out of time. My biggest thing right now this week, guys, is where Trump can polarize us and keep us apart from each other. Sit down with somebody who's different from you. Find out why they're different than you. Find out what they think is different than you. And find out some happy medium. You don't have to go to this middle middle every time to make yourself happy. But being open to new experiences and being open to new uh, ways of viewing things sometimes shows you some better ways of doing things. And nothing else helps you know who you're living next to. Absolutely. And see, that's what I love when you say that because I think Donald Trump has forgotten what this country was built on. And it wasn't built on one man's ideas. It was built on a variety of people's ideas. And when you, you close ain't... your mind off to only want to listen to yourself and you're the genius, and I can't even say all the bullshit he says because it just hurts my head. You want to hear a little interesting fact. Quickly, when I was growing almost... up in school, uh, we were known as a melting pot. The United States would bring me your weak, bring me your tired and downtrodden. And we would all mix together in this crazy little country, and we would evolve our language, and we would evolve our culture into being American. And now they're referring to it as a salad bowl. So all these different pieces come from all over, but they're real easy to separate as opposed to before where it was a melting pot or a ball of wax where everything kind of blended together. So even, even civil studies kind of show you now that we're not as fluid or, or as malleable as we used to be. We're a lot more lock the doors, turn out the lights, and do what we want to do and, like, tell other people what we, they have to do, but we're not actually going to include ourselves in their lives. That's right. All right, but, uh, Copperhead, though, that's some incredible advice, and people really should listen to what he's saying because what he's reminding you about is the human side of our country. Donald Trump is trying so hard to make everything so hateful and turn us against each other. Don't let that happen. All right, Copperhead, thank you so much for uh, your segment tonight. Thank you for being the co-host tonight, as always. Glad to be here. Good night to everybody. Good night to everybody. All right. All right, guys, I am John Hollywood, your host, and uh, we are out of time. Make sure that you join us next week, and 
What are we going to talk about? God, who knows? Donald Trump could do something today, tomorrow, the next day, the day before the show. It's just the most unstable government that we've ever had in the hands of Donald Trump. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I happier with myself than I was when President Obama was in the White House? I bet you if you're honest with yourself, you will say no. You are not happy with yourself. You're not happy the way the country is being represented because it's being representative as a bully. That's not America that I know. This is All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. Make sure you go and listen to all of our shows on Spotify, on uh, iTunes, on uh, Anchor FM. And make sure you follow us on all social media at All You Need to Know Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Guys, one more time, Instagram, we're almost at 280,000 people following us worldwide. Thank you so much. And from Dallas, Texas, live up in our uh, studio, good night, everybody. And remember, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you or take your dreams away. Good night. Uh-huh.